Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer and we are back with another Thursday We've got another great episode of Real Housewives of Orange County to talk about I... Uh, I continue to just be totally, totally like taken with this season. I think it's great, but we'll get into that in a bit. You know, I was doing my my little morning cruise around the internet today. I go to page6.com, this headline. Bethany Frankel defends, quote, chaotic shellfish dinner in hotel while scarfing down air fryer nuggets. Oh, you guys, I am so tired. I'm so fucking tired. I can't. <laughs> like, what is Bethany doing? These are the quotes. I have not watched this TikTok because, to be honest, Bethany's TikTok is stresses me out. She says, the nature of how I was eating. This is an international press moment, so I'm going to get an eating publicist. Just someone to, like, field all the calls, questions, and negative comments about my eating. Quote, I was in a hotel room by myself, and I got a miniature garbage bag filled with liquid and corn and shrimp. I thought I was going to be civilized and not an animal, so I shared that experience with you. We are in an onslaught of Bethany Frankel content over this last two-week period, and... If, you, if you're on TikTok, if you spend a good amount of time on TikTok and you follow Bethany, you know that this is honestly not that out of the norm for her. But the way it is being covered and talked about and going viral just happenstance in the two weeks since the Real Housewives of New York reboot premiere. It's just too much. And we've talked exhaustively. I feel like everybody has talked about what is Bethany's goal? What is her plan here? What does she want to do? She says she she says she would only do Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip for a million dollars. I don't know what their budgets are, but seems like that's not going to happen. Peacock has announced some some Q2 earnings that suggest they maybe don't have that kind of cash lying around. But like oh. Like why why do we have to be seeing multiple headlines in a single week? about Bethany eating on TikTok. It's too much. But that wasn't the only thing going on in page six uh, this week. Earlier this week, it was reported and confirmed that Heather and Terry Dubrow bought a $16 million estate in Beverly Hills. It was listed for, I think, $37 million, So $37.5 million asking price. So it would appear they got a deal, except now said that they are planning to spend three years renovating it because it needs a lot of work. And that's going to be a project for Heather. She said on Instagram, we are so excited to redo this legendary home, saying the renovations should take around three years. Uh, Terry, ever the brand ambassador, described the house as botched in its current state and said that it's really going to test Heather doing all this work on the house. He he said this to our friends, Evan and Danny on the virtual reality podcast. (laughs) Why is this Heather's project? Doesn't Heather want to act? What? doesn't she want to, I I mean, she doesn't want to act in Taylor's Oklahoma movie, but I don't know, Terry, 
you should be putting in some work on this house too. This does seem though like sort of a perfect storyline, but then also the house is in Beverly Hills. They recently also bought a penthouse in Century City, which is in LA. So I don't, it's a little tough to pin down what Heather and Terry's life plans are right now and how that, you know, corresponds with her position on Housewives. There has been some chatter about, oh, would Heather move from Orange County to Beverly Hills, Housewives, not just geographically. And, you know, I it, it's not that I think that's a terrible idea. I just think this season in particular, the OC casting feels like it is in such a good place that I don't particularly want Heather to just get up and go. And if they're going to be renovating this house for the next three years, it's not like she and Terry aren't going to be in Orange County at any point in the future. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I am curious how this is going to play out because I'm sure Heather doesn't want to stay on Real Housewives forever, but it does seem like she hopefully would have, you know, another couple seasons of gas in the tank on Orange County. And I mean, speaking of gas in the tank, Little Miss Love Tank, she's back. Her love tank is full, apparently. Vicki Gunvalson returned to Orange County this week. I I don't remember everything I've ever said on this podcast, whether that's in the last 10 minutes or the last three years, but I don't know exactly uh, where I've landed on Vicky in the past, but I got to say, it's nice to, it's nice to have her in the mix. And I think something that is happening on Orange County this season that it feels like we haven't really had there in a long time is that they're sort of fleshing out this circle of people that feel like they exist within the world of the show. And I think that is something that in the past, Atlanta has done this super well. New Jersey has done this a little bit with with some of the family members and friends and stuff that kind of play around at the edges of the show. But Orange County, over the last few years, it's been tough just to get enough decent people into the cast that we haven't really been focused on fleshing out who else these people are hanging out with. I mean, last season, it felt like they kind of tried to do it with Nicole, Nicole Weiss, who had sued Terry once upon a time, but then that sort of petered out after the first little chunk of the season. But this year, so just in this episode alone, Vicky makes a reappearance. Obviously, she has a ton of history with almost everyone in the cast. Tamara brings her friend Heather Amin to this pool party, and Heather knows Jen and obviously Tamara. And so that's kind of like an interesting, uh, you know, little corner of the universe to explore. Last week, we had the acting coach coming to Nobu. It, it feels like we are getting to a point where feeling a little more comfortable with how the cast has settled. And then they're playing around with things and bringing in a little bit, you know, kind of like fun additions to the recipe. And I think, I think that's a sign of a healthy Housewives franchise because it just allows you to expand the possibilities of what can happen. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence thanks to Honeylove. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll talk about this Vicky scene at the end first because it's just, it kind of exists on its own. Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon being back together. Vicky arriving first at this restaurant and already having tequila shots ordered for all the women. Vicky has been foaming at the mouth, chomping at the bit to get back on camera. She had her taste of Ultimate Girls Trip last year. She got another taste of Ultimate Girls Trip in in January, which I'm excited to see later this year. But when she got the call to film, you know that she put down that phone, put it on mute maybe, and screamed to the high heavens, my day has come. She has been vindicated, at least in some way, because her, her final departure from OC the first time around was so sad to her, like for her and so rough. Her screaming through that door at the reunion. It's just, it was bleak. It was bleak. It was tough to watch it. She looked, dare I say a little pathetic and I don't mean this to be rude, but like it was, it was tough. It was a tough look. And this feels like, you know, with Tamara's return this season and then bringing Vicky around We'll see how much she's in the rest of the season. But, you know, she she's on camera. She's mic'd up. They planned the scene for her. It feels, it must feel to them, to her and Tamara, like Bravo and the production company sufficiently regret their decision to get rid of them a few years ago. And, I, I mean, I wasn't the most upset about Vicky leaving especially. But, you know, Tamara, I was like, okay, we could try something new. But I, I can't argue. I, I'm on the record every week this season talking about how much I like it. Bringing Tamara back has been a good decision. And seeing Vicky was nice. Her saying that she doesn't speak to Emily and Gina because they're not in her wheelhouse. That is the most, the most like intricate way of calling somebody trash. 
you know, uh, I don't know. They're just not in my wheelhouse. I don't really keep up with them. Love it. She says she had a run in with Heather Dubrow last year and she felt like, you know, Heather was sort of on her high horse looking down at Vicky, you know, because she owns an insurance company. <laughs> oh, Vicky couldn't come back for a scene without dropping the insurance company bit. I mean, she'll never change. But this kind of opens up a can of worms with Heather and Shannon says that she had a tough time. And, you know, Shannon really this season has not dwelled on her issues with Heather from last year. I mean, in a way, I was surprised that we didn't hear more about that when they went to Nobu last week, because last year when Heather came back, having that sushi party at her house with the, you know, $47 million worth of Nobu or whatever that went uneaten, that was a big pivot moment in the season. And Honestly, it seems like Shannon has done a pretty good job of moving on from it. And Heather, too. But I mean, Heather is one of those people where it's like, it's done. We're moving on. That's over. Whereas Shannon, things stick with her. But she's, you know, bringing Tamara and Vicky up to speed as if Tamara hasn't watched every episode and recapped it on her podcast. And she says that she and Heather are in a, a good place now. She feels like there's a vault when she tells Heather things. And, you know, if she divulges a secret that it'll stay there. And Tamara, she just kind of, she drops a hint, just a little bit of a, you sure? Okay. Really? I don't know. And that is enough to set Shannon the fuck off. Because clearly there is something, you know, we can see with our own two eyes that Shannon and John are not in a perfect position in their relationship. And of course... We know now that they end up breaking up, but we don't know in this moment, this specific information that Shannon seemingly told Heather that would be, she says, the end of her relationship and would be devastating if it came up on camera. And this is a little surprising to me only because I don't, I still don't feel like Shannon and Heather were that close that they would really be getting into stuff this deep off camera like I believe that they're fine I believe that they are you know can get along can have fun together can you know be friends on the show great but like Heather was really the person that Shannon was divulging like sensitive personal details to that just makes me feel a little sad because I'm like I know that Heather does not feel that close to Shannon I just know like it just so if Shannon really felt like Heather was the the closest person that she could talk to about this stuff, oh, I don't know. She, every, every week, there's something new that just makes my heart hurt a little bit for Shannon. And I know that she's not always, you know, making the best choices for herself. But it's like, damn, girl, that was your safe space, Heather Dubrow? I don't know. I don't know about that. But when she gets this inkling that Heather has divulged whatever information the way she storms off to the, the the table on the other end of this rooftop where production is camped out. And I love that they, I love that they have to point out that this is the production crew because otherwise you really might just think that she's berating a table of diners at this beautiful rooftop restaurant. <laughs> Cause that's the thing. It's like, obviously the cameraman and whoever are like, up in their faces while they're filming but then there's usually like a secondary kind of location a little ways away where it's like okay the the producers are hanging out over there whoever else is you know on the team that doesn't need to be like 
because you don't want to have like 30 people around the table. Tamara leaves to go after Shannon, which just leaves Vicky chilling alone at the table with uh, with her tequila shots. I guess I guess now would be a good time to rewind a little bit because that was, in fact, the last 10 minutes of the episode. This is a fun one, you know? Shane and Emily are getting their noses waxed together. Love that. <laughs> like, Shane and Emily have come such a long way in my esteem on this show. Because I think Emily was kind of a dud for her first couple seasons and people hated Shane. He just was the worst. And I'm like they're cute they're fun i don't know we're having a good time like why not emily is having a pool party at shane's mother's house but it's girls only so shane's not invited and of course she's hoping that it'll go more smoothly than their lunch at nobu which we already know is never gonna happen you know three things in life are certain death taxes and housewives being delusional that their events they're hosting won't be full of drama we get this great scene of taylor and Jen hanging out with their respective children, which means we see Kennedy, who is 16 years old. They're at this like Balboa beach, whatever, pier thing, eating corn dogs and like carnival food. I don't know why this was decided, but Taylor, Taylor has started calling Jen Big Daddy. Jen has no idea where it came from. I love this. I feel like every detail we get about Taylor, she becomes a little more of an enigma in a way that I just absolutely live for like there's almost this might sound like a wild comparison and it just popped into my head in certain particular ways taylor almost gives me mary cosby energy that like some of the things she says and does are just so like funny and bizarre in a particular way like even seeing the flashback footage of her eating the cotton candy all those years ago (laughs) That will follow her to her grave. And she knows it. She decides not to bite into the big corn dog. She's just going to pick at the sides. Um, And you know what that is? That is growth. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain. And she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Yeah, they're talking about what happened at Nobu, and Shannon shows up, and Jen is saying that, you know, she wasn't implying that Tamara did anything inappropriate with Ryan or that anything happened, but rather that between her and Tamara and this new Heather, Heather Amin, It was like an open joke within their group that this guy was like hot Ryan from the gym. Okay, whatever. So 
Jen says that Tamra, all the like alleged dirt that Tamra knows about Ryan came straight from Heather Amin, who at the time, everyone thought Heather and Ryan were hooking up. They deny it. Jen now believes Heather that they weren't hooking up. But at the time, she thought they were. Uh, But she does think Heather was in love with Ryan. So there's, you know, there's no other reason for her to be that concerned about her relationship with Ryan. (laughs) I'm literally reading this from my notes and I'm still confusing myself about the exact particulars of this like weird incestuous friend group. So like Jen and Ryan are together now. Heather and Ryan may have been together before, but they say they weren't. Tamara was never with Ryan. That seems clear. Like, okay. I don't know. But meanwhile, meanwhile, Tamara is with Heather Dubrow. And she reveals that she is planning to bring Heather Amin to Emily's pool party. And this right there, that is Housewives 101. Tamara wrote the book and she is still, you know, pulling straight from straight from the techniques. She's bringing the other woman, the mutual friend who's causing the problems straight to the source at the pool party that Emily hoped would not have any drama. What could go wrong? Ah. <sighs> Sweet Emily. But now, of course, you know, Jen also says that Ryan is mad about what Tamara has been saying about him. So, you know, everybody's riled up. This situation really has legs. You know, we are into episode, what is this? Episode eight, episode 10. I don't have a, I don't fucking know. But it's still, it still is giving for me. It's interesting. Like I'm, I'm still interested. And that says a lot because I feel like sometimes these, these storylines that get carried across the season, it's like, God, enough. Shut up. Get over it. Move on. You said you moved on. Move on. Not here. I'm still on the Tamara and Jen train. Uh, we get a nice scene of Gina hanging out with Travis and her ex, Matt, and his girlfriend, Brittany. Britt? Britt? It's very uh, Frank Catania's girlfriend, Britt. But Gina and Britt are like besties now. They make TikToks together. Good for them. I love that that's now our societal marker of mature adult relationship is we make TikToks together. It's like, okay. <laughs> Good for you. Glad you're creating content out of uh, a place of pain. Gina realized in therapy that the infidelity stuck with her more than the, quote, isolated domestic violence incident. Uh, she's hoping Matt can get back some of his financial certifications, blah, 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 blah. I'm glad to see everyone's doing well. I care for Gina and I'm glad she's doing well. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to pretend that this uh, scene at the park is lighting any fire within me. But from there, we also see uh, Tamara and Emily hanging out. And this is kind of where the seed gets planted that will come up later of maybe Heather not being the best keeper of Shannon's secrets. Emily's talking about how Shannon flips out when people say things about her relationship. And Tamara feels like Heather was coming from a place of gossip, not a place of concern when she was talking about Shannon and John. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the through line there. I don't necessarily feel like Heather is like such a like evil person or whatever for talking about Shannon and John, because quite frankly, Shannon and John's relationship does not seem that healthy. But, you know, of course, if, if you're told something in confidence, it's shitty not to, not to keep it. So whatever. I think Heather, this is probably going to be another situation where if it gets brought back to Heather, she's going to be like, Oh my God. Well, no, I, oh, I didn't realize, oh, I'm, I'm sorry if you, you know, if it came across, I wouldn't have done blah, 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 blah. Like, it's going to be a very like, you know, that wasn't my intention. And as we saw last week at Nobu, I think the rest of these girls are getting kind of sick of the, the like, oh, well, you know, 
oh my God, you took that that way. I would never have intent. It's like Heather in terms of the like intentions versus impact and the, the idea of being sort of accidentally condescending or accidentally a bad friend or X, Y, Z. I feel like that is, it's not that that's totally invalid, but I feel like you get a certain number of passes that it's like, if I'm friends with somebody and they are doing or saying something that just, just kind of like bumps for me a little bit, not like super offensive, but just kind of like, I didn't love the thing you said, or I didn't love the way you handled that. If they do it once, I might bring it up. I might not. It's not going to be a huge issue regardless. But if it becomes like a continuous thing and you're, you're letting them know that you don't love it and they're continuing to do it. And then they really just kind of seem like they're not making any effort. Like Heather is going to run out of leeway with these people. And I think especially last season when she came back, she was such the, the kind of automatic queen bee. And this year, because Tamara's back, because the show is better overall, I don't think Heather is quite in that position where she is a little bit untouchable. Like she, she's going to get called out this year. Emily has no problem bringing stuff up with her. Shannon has no problem bringing stuff up with her. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Tamara obviously doesn't. Gina, you know, is bad about how she brought up her son's real estate license. Like the girls have, you know, they've grown into their roles against Heather. And I think they're not as intimidated by her as maybe they were last season. So we'll see how that goes. The kind of focal point of the episode is this pool party where we get to see Tamara topless on a slip and slide. I just, I don't know. Like at Betches last month, we did a Betches day out, like summer retreat at Sammy's house. And it w- they had a slip and slide. And to me, look, if you're a slip and slide girly, more power to you. I'm just saying it could never be me. Nothing. I. It looks painful. It looks uncomfortable. You're going to get grass everywhere. Maybe perhaps mud. I feel like I, I feel like something would go wrong. I would I would end up with bruises. I I don't know. The slip and slide, it's not for me. But the thing that is for me is the drama that's happening at this party. And uh <laughs> particularly Taylor's response to the drama that's happening at this party, because Taylor is like every time so, you know, Jen is there, Heather Amin does come with Tamara, so this is a whole thing. You know, everybody's kind of, you know, rubbernecking to see what the drama is happening. And Taylor's like, do we not have anything better to talk about? What's going on with these people? I'm sick of talking about this. I feel like I'm dating Ryan. Who cares? And like that kind of IDGAF, I guess I could just say I don't give a fuck, energy is such a perfect friend of vibe that it's like Taylor is here for the slip and slide and the hot dogs and she doesn't want to she doesn't really care what's going on with this random girl, Heather, who apparently dated Ryan, didn't date Ryan, wanted to date Ryan. Now Jen's dating Ryan. Like that is the perfect little like accent to the situation. But anyway, Jen feels like there's something personal that Tamara's trying to get out with her that she's not understanding. She dressed in all black. She says, just bury her. 
whatever. So Jen pulls this new lady, Heather, I mean, aside to talk. Um, Heather says that she was hurt by this threatening text that Jen sent to her. And this is the, the quote that they highlight from the text. I'm sure from a personal and professional standpoint, you would not want us sharing any of your personal info. I mean, it's not great. It's a little tough to know because this was based on the screenshot. It looked like it was part of a big, long text. And unless I missed something, we never got to see the full text. And so like, like I said, this doesn't sound great, but also I'm sure she wouldn't want them sharing her personal info. And I think knowing that Jen is filming a TV show and that this is going to be a storyline that's coming up. It's like, if she was going to be showing, you know, texts and pictures and whatever from this woman, Heather, who until now is not on the TV show. I don't think that's like an outlandish thing to say. I would say maybe it it comes off a little threatening from this quote, but I don't know. Jury's out on that text for me. Jen says that she is just done with having Heather be, you know, involved in this relationship. And Heather says some bullshit about how she's not judging, but she just wants them to be honest. And, you know, basically she wants, she and Tamara want Jen to admit that Ryan has done all this shitty stuff and that it has hurt her. Tamara is insisting that Jen and Ryan weren't on a break when he slept with someone else. And it's like, I, I guess it is starting to look a little bit like why is Tamara so obsessed with this woman's relationship? Like whatever has transpired between Jen and Ryan, if Jen's okay with it, then at a certain point it's like, okay, that's two consenting adults deciding to be kind of shitty in a relationship with each other. From what we've heard, does Ryan sound like kind of a dog? Yeah. Would I want to date him? Um, honestly, no comment. But if Jen wants to date him, then like, love is love, is love, is love. <laughs> Yikes. It's sticky. It's sticky. And Heather says that her issue isn't with Jen, but she can't condone what Ryan did or can't, you know, endorse or whatever. And it's like, nobody's asking you to. I think that's kind of Jen's whole thing here is that it's like, look, I am not saying my relationship is perfect. I'm not saying neither of us have made mistakes, but like truly no one is asking you at this moment, you know, over the, over the rest of the season, we'll see if Tamara kind of like gets on board with that. It does seem like we're sort of like running out of, um, running out of reasons for Tamara to be like reasonably upset with Jen. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of are allies by the end of the season or if, you know, they get really close again, but I, I I don't think they get really close again based on social media interactions more recently, but Anyway, I'm excited to see, and I'm really enjoying this season, and I'm also really enjoying the new season of New York, but you know what I love in a different way? Old New York, and I am excited to share that I will be doing a season one Roni Rewind series. I'll be rewatching those first episodes. I believe it's eight episodes in the season, and that's going to start in the next couple weeks. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show wherever you listen so you don't miss that when it comes out. Um, and just, you know, rate, review, comment, wherever. I don't know, uh, all the podcast things. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. 
Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.